0: What is up everybody? Welcome back. We got another episode of Strange Happenings. I'm your host Mikey and of course always riding shotgun the bro host Bub. Bub What's how up? you doing?
1: Good. Great. Good? You ready Wonderful. for this one? Rested. Rested? Well rested. Feeling good? Feel great. All right, great. Like a new baby.
0: And as always Stoner and Disbro are here in Master Control with us tonight. What's up fellas? Making everything look and sound dope as usual. We've got a good we've got a good show tonight.
1: Everything's dialed in. Yeah. I think Stoner got inspired at his uh, little jaunt across country to go see a sweet show. Yeah. not going to lie. I'm, I wish I would have went to that at some level. Yeah,
0: Stoner went to the last Dead & Company shows with his family this weekend,
1: uh, this past weekend. If you haven't seen the drone light shows from that, go check Wild. out the drone shows they were doing for that. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah,
0: synchronized drone uh I don't know. What do you call it? Drone light show. It's synchronized drone light show up in the sky. Basically taking the pixels
1: from your TV and taking those yeah. pixels out and putting the pixels in the sky.
0: Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And as, as Stoner said, it's
1: the future of light shows. It's so the
0: future of concert light shows for sure.
1: I just want to go see and the events. at that venue. Right. giant the water.
0: The giant stadium. Been it's up right there on a number the bay. of times.
1: Yeah, I've mm-hmm. been up there a number of times. I've never, never taken in any event there, though.
0: Yeah. I Yo. did
1: go to a Buckeye backer bar one time to watch a Buckeyes game and saw a gentleman use a disturbing amount of ketchup for a, for a meal. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I like got it. Just tell to story. pull like I half got, of the basket gotta, just filled I with I gotta ketchup. I got to tell this story real quick. Okay, girl. Real quick. Great. We were having mimosas. It was endless mimosas. I was travel nursing. My roommate and I went there, and this guy had a pulled pork sandwich with fries. I'll never forget it. He had a bottle of Heinz ketchup that I swear he used the whole bottle. He ate that meal. The whole bottle. He ate that meal. For the entire game,
0: what do it you came mean?
1: out. It came out before the game started, <laughs> and he ate that just, meal.
0: Just kind of nipped at it.
1: I have a lot of anxieties, and watching somebody <laughs> take that long to eat food—it's up to you. I get it, but there was just a lot of things happening, and I knew I was right in the weirdness meter when, God. when at the end of the you know entire thing happened, he licked the public ketchup bottle top, and then and no, I was like, I gotta no. go. No. I'm glad I just had a mimosa. (laughs) You can't do that in public, man. You can't lick you can't do that at home, but don't lick the condiment tops. Jesus. No, that's sorry.
0: Well, Well, anyway.
1: Stoner had a much more enjoyable time at seeing Dead and Go.
0: All right. Woo-hoo. Well, hey, already took a hard left turn. Let's get back on track here. Uh, everybody in the chat, what's happening? What's going It's good to see you guys. Flood's capacitor, Necro. Uh, we got Ses in, in the city. What's hey, happening? Hey, hey. Born not to run. Anybody uh, else? We got Eric up on top. Um, yeah it's gonna be a good show we appreciate the heck out of all you guys uh as always we try to keep these live streams uh ad free uh we do have the uh super chat super stickers now activated on the strange road youtube page it's definitely a mountain to climb to kind of get to that point we're still putting it together Um, yeah so you know we appreciate all your guys support Uh, Of course, you can always follow us at The Strange Road on YouTube um, right here. Subscribe. And we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, follow, like, subscribe. Share the heck out of our stuff if you enjoy it. Um, But I think we're ready to dive in. Absolutely. What do you think? I think so. All right. Let's do it. I think I got the first one here.
1: Put together together what we could this week.
0: Yeah. So we've got... We've got, we're kind of all over the map on this one, but of course, we always have to kind of keep up with what's happening in the world of UFO UAP disclosure. Um, In little bits, week by week, keep kind of getting added uh, with these laws that are coming out. And so yeah. we're trying to add pepper in a little bit beyond all of that. So we we it's have developing
1: some, story. I mean, yeah, it, the ingredient list of what's going on in the conversation around UAPs, UFOs, disclosure, yeah. government hearings, Senate hearings, whatever bills being passed. Like, yeah, that People hornet that nest
2: peppers. is
1: that hornet nest is stirred up a little bit. Nobody remember what we said when we were first covering it, and you were saying I don't even remember what outlet we were getting it from, Newsmax or what was the outlet where Grush had his interview.
0: Uh, that was uh, the debrief. The debrief,
1: did I it? believe. Well, check on that. But yeah, whoever did that first mm-hmm. wasn't getting picked up by major outlets. Right, wasn't on ABC, NBC, CBS. It wasn't on major news. It's all over now. It's everywhere now. Yeah, yeah so I think we're seeing this where initially, if it was just hitting on some arbitrary third party news network that you know not a lot of people get their eyes on, yeah, story would go away rather quickly. Yeah. So seeing it get some legs, so to speak, and mm-hmm. really starting to hold its weight and gain yeah. momentum.
0: When News Nation landed the interview with him, that's when that's it kind of it. really started News picking Nation. up. The debrief did the first—they wrote the article. That's what we covered, whatever, two weeks ago. Yeah. Was it four weeks ago now? It's been a while. Yeah, I think so. But um, when all that initially broke, the debrief wrote it. And then slightly after that, like a week later, News Nation got the mm-hmm. interview, which if you haven't checked that out, it's worth watching the entire interview. Of course, you have a million videos on YouTube of everyone covering that. Right. So to find the full interview, uh, I believe we did post that in the description. But Of the episode with Grush. Um but yeah, like, like I said, trying to switch it up a little bit. We, we try have, to cover it all. Uh, an article from The Blaze. Um, Charles Manson follower released after 53-year prison stint wow. for a role in famous murders. Leslie Van Houten. 53 years. Yeah. So and I, I can't imagine. Go on. I'll, I'll throw my
1: thoughts in here no, as we just, go. But it's, <clears throat> it, there's a lot there to unpack.
0: When you look into the Manson murders, you realize that a lot of the Manson family members went to jail and served prison time that didn't necessarily kill anybody. That were there as witnesses. The they were robbing, or, whatever no, they were doing. They
1: were at the writing pig, crime. And,
0: you know, pig and blood and all the things that the, the group was doing. Like Manson wasn't even there. People don't realize that
1: he didn't even. He go. wasn't
0: at any of the the scenes. Now he had probably killed a couple of people before that. Uh, One of them being this drug dealer who they're pretty sure that he definitely killed that guy. But that was like months before all this. So, I mean, not to say he wasn't a killer. He definitely did. Uh, But Leslie Van Houten, she was one that actually did kill uh, uh, the woman that we're going to get into, uh, her specific case. Um, So, yeah, she's been in prison for so long. Never did we think... That any of these folks would get out. I mean, Charlie Manson died, and I think it was 2014. What's that mean? We late, nothing showing. What's that?
1: I don't know. Anyhow, I was wondering if maybe our feed wasn't going out.
0: Uh, It should be. All right. Carry on. I'm sorry. Um, But... uh, (laughs) So, a follower of infamous ch- killer Charles Manson, Leslie Van Houten was released from California prison after spending more than 53 years. She's over 70 years old now. Um, she's released on parole supervision. So, within the last, I think, like three or four years, she's been up for parole a whole bunch of times and has gotten denied. Ge- uh, Governor Newsom and Newsom denied some her other quite a folks, few times. Yeah, they denied uh, her.
1: Was it Newsom and Brown? Mm hmm. Um, but apparently he didn't. He didn't uh, uh, put up a fight against this appeal. This nope.
0: time, no, he didn't. Um, and she was convicted in 1971. She was basically seven concurrent life sentences, is what she was. So, you know, eventually, you're that age. I mean. The brainwashings of whatever Manson was doing to those girls, right, right, and to the family, period, right. Like he had them under a spell. If you've ever seen oh, any of I'm those juice sure. footages of them walking in the hallway in court with the X's on their foreheads, and it's just all about Charlie. You think it's she's all about? Charlie. You think she'll do an interview at all? Oh, I, yeah, I'd love to see who lands that interview because it's they're gonna pay a decent amount of money for that. I'm sure.
1: I just uh, I don't know, I don't know how I would adjust to a the world now like yeah, I don't know, you've yeah. been in there fifty some years, man. That's a long time to come out and be like, all right, I guess yeah. I'm gonna start getting after it,
0: yeah, yeah, but she what was part of the even? the La Bianca murder, so yeah. everybody remembers like Sharon Tate, and it was um you know the the basically convicted um pedophile from Hollywood. Um, that's now on the run. Um, oh, God. her boyfriend. I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I, say it's, that. he's slipping my mind right now. Uh, but he's Roman Polanski. In, yeah, Roman Polanski's house was one of the locations. The Labianca murders, from what I understand, were either the night after the tape murders or vice versa. But that's where she uh, murdered. Um. Uh, Basically, the Labiancas were uh, like store owners, essentially. Yeah. Like nobody could really figure out what they had to do with anything. Is really bizarre how they came across these these people, and and for that they weren't really they're supermarket executives. Right. Um, and but she's the one that killed Rosemary Labianca. So. It's um, too wild.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's just a parole, story that's been oh, around our entire lives. Five we've times. heard times. Yeah.
0: Up for parole five times between 2016 and 2023. Jeez. And, uh, <laughs> and on five July times. 7th, Newsom said, hey, we're not going to fight it. Uh, he expressed disappointment. You know, I don't think they wanted it to happen. Um, but uh, they're reversing it. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see if she comes across any um – outlets or does an interview or doesn't appear.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But
1: I also wonder, like, can she, like, this sounds so terrible, but, like, say she makes a movie or a documentary, can she profit off
0: of that? Sure. Yeah, you can sell the rights to your story for sure.
1: You would think the families of the victims Mm -hmm. would go after
0: that. You know how many movies there's been with...
1: Not of hers, the, though. The
0: Manson story. It's not insane. of hers, though. No,
1: not not from her perspective. That's what I'm saying. Not like... Yeah. That's what that's where, again... Because she was like so a bad, total
0: but... normal, like, all-American girl.
1: Well, I mean, I was thinking of it, too, Manson like you said, like, you know, being, like, trans to, or uh, under a spell or something. Like, man, I, you know, at this age, I can look at my life in, like, five-year increments and be like, that was a totally different version of myself. That was a totally different version. You know, I'm... It's almost like this continual evolution, and I will never forget this. I asked a patient one time when I was still a nurse. I said, you know, at 20, I thought I was smart, then I got to 25, and I thought, man, I was an idiot at 20, and I got to 30, and I thought I was an idiot at 25, and I was like, my question is is when is this (laughs) going to stop happening because I don't want to keep waking up feeling like a complete moron, and the guy was like, hopefully it never stops happening. He's like, because that means you're actually growing, growing. you're learning, you have perspective, you're aware,
0: yada, yada. Do you think she's aware now of what? All happened to her because she. I don't think they were ever allowed to give interviews.
1: You had fifty three years. To sit. I'm sure she's had some psych consults in prison. Yeah, I'll bet she had to do. I would hope so. I mean, I say that and then uh, you programmed
0: know. because hey, guess who taught Charlie Manson how to do that? More than likely, the CIA. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty well the evidence points. Who, who knows that who there were certain factions of this. You know the MK Ultra program that were allowing this to happen, yeah. giving him acid, doing it all through you know these medical clinics in the uh, Haight Ashbury district, where they're watching all these people, and and his his parole officer was connected to the psychologists oh, yeah. that were running the um, the Haight Ashbury medical, the little uh, clinic down there, and so you have all these connections. It's just a broad and, experiment, and he he got out three or four times. He yeah. got arrested, and nothing happened. And nothing happened. Yeah. They let him out right away. Yeah. Until finally, the sheriffs went all the way out there. Um. To they were staying, uh, staying at that old ranch.
1: Well, and it'll be the same as everything else. You know, Charlie's dead now, so maybe the real story will come out in another twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, once everybody involved with it's dead, so they can't be held, held culpable. That's when we get the release of stuff. That's when you really find out things. It's like, Yeah, oh my God, how did we not know this at the time when they were living? Like, well, they, yeah. then they couldn't have got away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy Savile. Like, all these weird things that happened that you're like, how did that happen for 50, 60 years? <laughs> Jimmy Savile. <laughs> like, dude. Oh, man. Sorry. I hate to beat a dead horse there. But, but
0: yeah, if anybody uh, wants a good read or an audio uh, Tom O'Neill... His yeah. book, Chaos, that goes yep. through the CIA connections in Manson. It's yeah. worth it's worth checking out for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a lot to he, that story. Tom O'Neill's done a – he has a pretty good interview on Concrete Podcast. Oh, cool. If you ever want to check that out. Um, but, yeah, moving on. There you go. Manson member out of prison.
1: <laughs> on to uh, Stranger Subjects, not of the uh, <laughs> serial killer world. Well, not serial killer. He was in a Culty serial killer. Murdery. Culty, world. Yeah, but <laughs> – we turn to um, the archaeologist, and um, by the way, I love the archaeologist. Yeah, great content. We yeah. love love pulling up some of these
0: articles. Shout from out to. to- time. Anybody involved in running this page?
1: Yeah, kudos to you guys. We appreciate it. This one is the mystery of Romania's living stones. They grow, reproduce, and breathe from look at July eighth. Photos, right? That it, I know the photos Strange. are pretty awesome, right? Look so, at that
0: how bulbousy and perfectly round <laughs> that is.
1: They say they look like uh, something from an alien planet on another, uh, or from an alien plantation on another planet. But the living <laughs> rocks of Romania known as the trovants, really are of this earth. And they are naturally formed by geological processes. So they start out as pebbles. They grow out at about two inches per millennium, which, I, you just oh, now full found disclosure, out. I, had to, I didn't know what a millennium meant. So <laughs> I just thought it was decades and centuries, and that's it. You know, just measure it by that. And some other, you know, <laughs> archaic terms that don't really mean anything to me unless I'm, like, in a geology or something. But So two inches per millennium. So two inches every thousand years. It's mm-hmm. Pretty slow growings. Trovan stones are unique mineral structures that mimic plant and mammal life. The bizarre bulbous stones almost appear to grow in the same way as plant tissue as they give birth to new stones just like an animal. They use a lot of hyperbole here in allegory, yeah, but they're they're not
0: necessarily a, but a living entity. In the way that they're, the plant, uh, the water comes and nourishes the plant. The plant grows. We drink water. This is all water-related, too. It is. It is. But I— it's, that's, I, I think, the connection.
1: It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very allegorical way. But, but what else? Proven stones that? are found in a small Romanian village called Costesi, about 50 miles west of the capital of Bucharest. And um, they really do look like blown bubbles from what the article even says. But um, different ages, you know, they do not simply appear from the ground. They are present in the massive sands of different geological ages, which natural outcrops or in sand quarries. Um it's a synonym for a German word which I cannot pronounce, which means <laughs> cemented sand. Could you say it? Sandstein. Kritin. Sandstein koncritonin. Oh, so yeah, cement sand. Yep. Koncritin would be concrete and then sand sandstein would be sand. The word trovent was used for the first time in geologic, geological literature from Romania, said Dr. Tiklinu. That's an interesting name. Um You can go to the site. You can walk by a large variety of the spherical um, ellipsoidal troven stones, which grow slowly over time in the presence of rainwater. Um, They are mainly composed of hard stone core surrounded by sand that forms the shell, right? So that's what we're talking about with the water going in and how they kind of say it mimics this biological breathing, right? The minerals (laughs) in the rainwater form a reaction within that builds pressure inside, which makes the rock grow and multiply, much like the rings that make up the you know girth of the trees, the trovents reveal layers when cut into. So if you cut into these, they kind of look like a layer cake too, because of how they're packing like on and building and quote trees unquote of growing ring,
0: rings in uh, trees. I
1: mean, in their own weird way, they really are growing. I yeah. mean, that's it's you know not contested. They do. It's kind of like the weird. Uh, what, is it the stones in Death Valley? How they slide across you know um, the desert. And people be like, how yeah. are these stones moving? Like stones do some weird things, and we're just maybe we're just starting to uh, look into it, Mo. You know, yeah. Um,
0: there's a lot of different kinds too. If you keep scrolling down a little bit, stone there's yeah this ones that look really really ancient. I mean, you got to think how ancient these are. If it takes two inches per millennia, some of these are pretty big. So do you think these were underground and then the topsoil's worn away, or and then now they've been exposed, and these things have been just growing and growing?
1: Yeah, no. So they they don't erode away. I think they grow. Like they literally like collect around it, and then they make that ring, and whatever is going around it collects it in the ring. Like
0: yeah. So it's and been then exposed. Off of it, so they've little, been exposed. Little spherical whatever noids grow off of yeah. the big ones. Yeah. Then it starts the process all over again with little ones. It multiplies these out. Then maybe those turn into the bigger one, and they just keep going. I mean, it's. It's pretty strange. It's wild. I would have
1: thought if I looked at a picture like this, my initial thought not being a geologist again would be like <laughs> somehow. We should talk to Tom about Somehow about this magma things. got up and it was going through a really tight spot and it like just bubbled out and, you know, that would. Or like it's mixed with some kind of like sulfur to where it's like causing the bubble and it's cool. I would have never have guessed the creation of that.
0: Yeah. Ask Tom. He's probably like, yeah, I got two of them in the back. (laughs) Trovins. Oh, you want a Trovans, (laughs) stone? Yeah. There's one up by the Breccia.
1: (laughs) God. Love Tom. He knows so much.
0: And hey, just for uh, a thought, the Carpathian area of Romania, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, God. Vigo Vigo the Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yep. Under the uh the city of Ooze, the river of ooze. Vigi, 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 you've been a bad monkey. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Ghostbusters 2 might be just as good as the first one. It's pretty if good. If not, maybe a little bit better. It's pretty good. <laughs> it is really good. Uh
1: yeah, I you know, I could take a trip and go check these stones out. And hopefully, uh bacterial growing stone. That's right. Um yeah, they are odd. Yeah, uh, born on Tehran. That's what, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, w- don't we have something like that here though? But that's more erosion, well, right? Coral out west. Coral no, no, I mean the, kind of a living creature. That the, creates the weird stuff. little. You know, wasn't there like some Boy Scout troop out west a couple years back? They were like knocking them over and we're,
0: Oh jeez.
1: There should just be like that's the only time we should need a drone that it just has like a whip. Like, if you do something like that, it's just like, no!
0: The National Park Service Why would you whip, do that? whip drone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Put a little Indiana Jones hat on them. Yeah. Like, leave that stuff alone. Just appreciate yeah. it. Or like Look some at kid defacing petroglyphs, drone whip comes in.
1: Something. <laughs> yeah! Something. Something. I agree. Something to teach people manners about preserving history. Yeah. Don't so. blow it up and turn it into an overpass for a freeway, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Anyhow, that's my soapbox on the uh, trovan stones of Romania. Well, this next Shout one. Shout out Romania and Bucharest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to archaeologist again for that one. Uh, this one is from HowandWise.com, and this is Vicky Verma. So we got ex-Apollo astronaut claims humans are ancient aliens visited from Earth space. I mean. Bring it. Do You talk about Pandora's box. Now you have, I mean, a lot of these guys have, we've talked about it. Many times some of the other Apollo guys that have talked about aliens, talked yeah. about craft yes. over the years that have kind of, you know, whether it's like a luncheon or a dinner where it's just some random event where they just kind of pop off about aliens. You got to let some steam out every once in a while when you can see something like Yeah, when you know like stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one's cool because this uh, gentleman in oh, particular. Wow. Hold on. Yeah.
1: Oh, hello. Sweet Jesus.
0: Sess in the city, thank you so very you. much. We really, really appreciate that. I was like, our um, screen broke. It turned orange. <laughs> the best way to get thank there so is a the strange road. Oh, hell yeah. That's what's up. We
1: appreciate that. Peace
0: to you. Much love. She just
1: dropped a nice, uh, is that a super sticker? Is that what that's, that's called? That's a super chat. Super chat. Yeah. Super chat. I'm trying to get yeah, the, the, pub's the jargon down. In. The lingo. <laughs> thank you so much. We yeah, really appreciate, appreciate that. that.
0: Awesome. That rocks. Hell yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to derail your train. No, no, that's, that's worth derailing. Um, so, in the history of space programs, seven Apollo command module pilots spent time in isolation in lunar orbit, while the rest of the crew explored the moon. These astronauts were completely cut off from the Earth, and the nearest humans had never, uh, and the nearest humans had ever been when they were on the far side of the moon. One of these astronauts was Apollo 15 command module pilot Al Warden, who flew to the moon on July 19, in July 1971. He's remembered as the most isolated human being ever.
1: That's a pretty uh, interesting title. So
0: basically, when he's orbiting around the dark side of the moon, he's that the point furthest human being from any other away humans? from Earth. People on the moon, whatever's going on.
1: A trippy thought. Yeah, right. That's a very like he's living
0: a, in a Pink Floyd album. And
1: I felt bad for Tom Hanks in Castaway.
0: <sighs> well, I felt bad for Wilson. <laughs> That's the messed up thing. It's a volleyball with a bloody handprint. <laughs> I felt bad for Wilson. I did,
1: didn't you? Uh, yeah, of course. Over overwhelming amount right? of empathy walks around in this biological grouping of cells.
0: Um. So, yeah, this uh, Al Warden, he's claimed that we are not alone in the universe and said there is no doubt that there are other living species out there. During his visit to FM Ray's Darcy show in 2014, he recalled being alone in space for three days during his 1971 mission and gave him time to think about the bigger questions in life. Um, you can click that source there and it will give you that whole interview it looks like. Uh, he said, you see the universe out there and all the stars and you think you do a little re- – you think you would do a little research on the stars. You realize how many there are out there. There are over four, 400 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy alone and there are another 200 billion galaxies. You begin to think all that out there, there's got to be somebody. Sure. and asked why he thought we haven't had any contact from potential extraterrestrials. He quipped why would they want to? Oh hey, um, they know enough about us not to want to. We're making uh, balls of we're making balls of what we're doing down here. <laughs> I read that and I was like, am I misreading that? No, he actually says, we're making balls of what we're doing down here. Uh, later, he reconsidered his thoughts on alien life during his interview with the British TV show Good Morning Britain. He, without any hesitation, said that humans are ancient aliens who arrived on Earth in the distant past. When Warden said uh, about the possibility that there were extraterrestrials out there, Warden says, You know, I've been asked that question hundreds of times Do you believe in aliens? And I said, Yeah. Mm hmm. So in 2017 on a British TV show, he gave a shocking response when a host asked why spend, uh, why you should spend a lot of money on space miss- missions when there are lots of problems on Earth. He was asked if he believed aliens were real. The answer probably surprised everyone watching the interview. The former Apollo 15 member said that not only were aliens real, but they had come to Earth in the distant past and created our civilization. And if we wanted to look for evidence— all we have to do is look at what the ancient Sumerian right. text said. Right. So he's studied these texts from what he go. They go on to talk about um, him. You know, reading as much as he possibly can on the groups from Mesopotamia, which was Babylon, Assyria. Um, you know, all those civilizations uh, all had their background based on the Anunnaki. So he kind of goes in deep here. Um, And he said, according to his words, he was a firm believer in the ancient Sumerian scriptures. They reveal that humans and gods used to live together. While humans were servants to gods and each Sumerian city was guarded by its own god, the earliest record of the Sumerian creation myth can be found in a tablet excavated in Nippur, an ancient Sumerian city in Mesopotamia, which was found in 1893. According to the cuneiform tablets, earth was ruled by a human, godlike, At the at the beginning, and then they arrived on Earth. They made it uh, basically. They were mining. They were terraforming. So this is Battlefield Earth, habitable for their culture.
1: Battlefield Earth, exactly. But that is what that movie is based on too.
0: And this is Zachariah Sitchin's work, which right
1: isn't Battlefield Earth kind of based on Sumerian and Zachariah Sitchin and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's the plot of Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Mining for, like, we were a slave species to another extraterrestrial species, mining goods for them so that they could take them off world. Right. But it also makes me think of, like, this Greek, you know, when I did that summer course on all the Greek mythology and, you know, living with gods and the Greeks, like, to them, that was real in their time. I mean, Mm -hmm. was it real? Was Is it, it real stories? at one point? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, collectively, do we just have amnesia that we can't hold all this together for that long? Like, right. hell, man. Like yeah. I said, look at – there's a great picture on Twitter the other day. It showed like a horse-drawn carriage of like the 1800s. And then it showed the 2000s and showed like a stealth bomber. And you're like, wait, what? That was 200 years? Yeah. So over
0: thousands and thousands and millennia. If a comet doesn't hit – hit the earth or there's some kind of flood or, you know, you can get pretty advanced. It seems like we have been able to now. We have the proof. Yeah. Um, And especially if we have, you know, UFO technology right now, uh, which it seems like we do. Um, But he goes on to say, it's said before... It is said before humans, the Anunnaki, a group of deities from the ancient Sumerians, the Akkadians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians use the Ijiji, sometimes also spelled Ijiju, which is the younger generation of the ancient astronaut gods. So these guys are the ones that are kind of second generation, if you will, from the original people that landed on earth to start their, reboot their civilization, Yeah, uh, essentially. Um, and then. So supporting Al Warden's statement, Dr. Ellis Silver, an author of the book Humans Are Not from Earth, a scientific evaluation of the evidence, has a strong belief that life on the Earth was sparked by aliens thousands of years ago. According to him, humans should have become the strongest race in the universe, but the mortal body failed to thrive in Earth's environment. It can easily be harmed by sunlight, natural disasters, and disease, he said. Mankind is supposedly the most highly developed species on the planet, yet it's surprisingly unsuited and ill-equipped for Earth's environment, harmed by sunlight, strong dislike for naturally occurring foods, ridiculously high rates of chronic disease, and more. Well, that's kind of a modern invention from just all the chemicals and processed foods. And I don't know.
1: I would say that's more of our own <clears throat> doing than nature. I agree. Yeah, I, would, I, I agree. would say that's the the high fructose corn syrup nurturing side of our right. <laughs> cheap food production. That's just like
0: cheap, what's available. Everything make it, in the store is made of money. corn
1: in some fashion. Mm hmm. So we got a lot of it. Why do you think they use that as the last crop in Interstellar?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's super hardy, too. Yeah. Yeah, and it took thousands of years probably to develop corn of what we—it was the grass.
1: Yeah, I'll probably quote that movie for, like, the next five episodes (laughs) we do because it's still rattling around in my brain. Oh, yeah. Such a good movie.
0: Um, That's a wild article. But, yeah, basically there were, like, these three levels that they talk about. And the Ijiju were the second level. The the upper level was the world of the gods. And— you know, we have an Apollo astronaut that's digging into Sumerian tablets and seems like he's pretty well versed. Um, and that's what – to wrap this up, there's just a lot of people that are coming out now yeah. and, and chatting. It's like free reign.
1: Yeah. Necro, I am so with you on the uh, – he put a message in the chat, said, I'm ready for quantum cars, drive as the crow flies, and phase through any obstacle in the way while there going you go. super fast. Yeah. <laughs> If yep. I could do that on the freeway, I would, but thank goodness I have a car that's zippy enough that I can do it even if I want to still in a certain <laughs> amount of ways. But, yeah, it's one of those – we've talked about it before about how, you know, like the progress we've made and the progress we could have made yeah. if it wasn't for – in my opinion, and this could be entirely wrong, but the way I think about it is like, oh, if you make money off oil or if you make money off of whatever it is, you're not going to give that up for the next best thing if it's yeah. solar, if it's electric, or if it's quantum this, or if it's gravitic drive that. Mm-hmm. You're making money on it.
0: Oh, wait. that's well,
1: why you are in business to make money. So, you as the business making money off oil or coal or but whatever once it's it is,
0: built, those they, they don't have fuel that they need. That's the that's thing. what I'm saying. That's, that's why the, they don't want that's it. That's the passive residual part of the business that's, where you're constantly making money you, when you're sleeping. That's why you don't the
1: want income, these new technologies yeah. though, is they displace your Once ability to make capital. Once it's bought and ins-
0: installed, you don't have anything else you really need except to keep it maintained. You know, you're Look you're at not, Edison
1: and Tesla. They fought back and forth on direct current and alternating current because mm-hmm. Edison didn't want to give up.
0: I thought he was just as smart. Edison electrocuted an elephant in to, front of a whole yeah, bunch to of people put it on display of alternating current. current. What a dickhead. <laughs> and murdered an elephant. What a dickhead. That, uh, from what I understand, even back then... That's grotesque. ...kind of uh, really hurt his reputation massively. That's just gross, man. Do you yeah. know how long that would have to take and how oh, many Oh, it took bolts? forever. And people were just standing there going like, when is this elephant going to die? Like just that's end just to be that's
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's
0: newspapers, there's photos of it, them having this thing hooked all up. It's dark. Man. Is he did you hear that? Mm-hmm. We already want, yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. Do you wanna hop on the uh the YouTube? Uh you wanna yeah. serve this video up? Yeah, so
1: yeah. Yeah, didn't we just say that? Yeah, we we did. Sorry, we're getting the voice of stoner in our head here. Um, We're having some conversations. Uh, We did mention it, Kyle. Um, The next thing that I came across, and I'll just be full disclosure here, this strange happenings was propagated by a lot of my ADD and scoping (laughs) the internet. Focused ADD. Yes, but (laughs) I found a video That blew my mind. Like, I was like, you never think about it, but like, okay, if the rocket's about to go off and there is an issue and mission control says, hey, get out of there, what can an astronaut do? Well, this video from, I don't even know, is this the 70s or 60s? It's old. Um, From the BBC. um, Shows us how an astronaut crew can exit a rocket prior to launch.
0: Yeah, this is cool.
2: The last thing anybody wants now is an emergency. But <laughs> like everything else, they're ready for that too. Watch this. Once the crew are on one board, of these if it looks as if they're in danger, skyscraper. they get out and head down this tube, specially insulated oh. against fire, and zigzagging down, not to some point out and away from the rocket, but to an escape room exactly where you'd think it shouldn't be. Right.
1: I'm just wondering, what would the explosive... Displacement be of that rocket, all that fury.
2: No, no, I know. Yeah, the
1: they capsule. go underground
0: in the cement. The wall crew could be down here in bomb shelter escape kind of place. room
2: via that 200 foot escape tube, 40 feet 200. below the base of the rocket.
0: 40 feet below they the They find surface themselves in bed. a
2: totally rubber room, walls, and floors.
0: <laughs> all that compression would be pushed back out to safety
2: through a six inch steel door. Once they're behind that door, It doesn't matter what comes down. This tube behind
1: them. Yeah. It's like entering into the uh, vault at Gringotts. Jeez.
0: Damn.
1: Check out these seats they have. These, like, big uh, shock-absorbing blast seats.
2: (laughs) On this side of that door, the rarely seen blast escape room itself. It's totally isolated from everything around it by... A series of twenty-four giant springs underneath the floor, and yeah. shells springs. all around it of steel, concrete, and sand. So then it contains
1: it hits it, enough to it t- And it's a dome, so it gets hit by the vibration. For yeah, for it up to sends throat, hours, absorbs through, absorbs the sand, and, and metal, and this, and the springs. And the spring will give you the
2: it's mm-hmm. all around the edge. There are these foam mm-hmm. rubber shock absorbing seats as you put it can this see. way
1: this guy's strapping into this seat like he's blasting off on the rocket yeah that's how intense it would every be drop of right
2: fuel on a saturn five and in that event a, strapped into bomb. your shock absorbing seat if your rocket did blow itself to bits 40 feet above your head <laughs> all you'd feel would be a mild rumble from like, somewhere up like there. riding on
0: the raptor at king's island or uh, cedar point can you, imagine you know, the Raptor the a pretty rough ride, dude. you get some whiplash on that thing. <laughs> you a You suspend down. You're strapped in pretty tight. But when you're going around those loops, dude, your head goes like. Oh, yeah. That's kind that's of That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. That's why the appointments on those seats come mm-hmm. up so high is because you don't want to, like, be shaking in your astronaut yeah. net, astronaut uh, co-pilot next to you and you slap him in the face Or something right, you know right. like cause your arms wild And out but uh, no so I see this Video and like the linchpin of the Grenade that was pulled in my head was like just There's just too many I was like <laughs> so now I'm like I, I, you know There's always the, the Did we go to the moon you know There's a lot of uh, contention does People, this Yes you, we absolutely went there we got video think of it that
0: they just When they blew the rocket off they all slid down This slide and were safely Underneath there And we didn't go to the moon?
1: I I don't think we went to the moon (laughs) at all. Me personally.
0: Yeah, I mean. I don't. And if we did. I love the story. If we did. The story is a good story. If we did. The Stanley Kubrick. If we did. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll say it this way. If we did, the technology we should be using by now. And if we're not, then I get it. If you're using stopped. the same tech from the time that we supposedly went to the moon, computers the size of and this we room. have the same talk technology, you should still be able to do it. But if we have
0: decades better technology, you should be able to do it even easier. But they didn't transfer that technology through the years. They just stopped. You know what I mean? Like it went from computers and people. Like honestly, human beings were calculating most of the. Trigonometry and and all the mathematics to get there. But they start the computers and the technology they were using were the size of Brozone
1: Yeah. Well, if we if not bigger. If we got there once, so, but they, we should if be able to get stop, there again.
0: There's a gap, is what I'm saying in, in technology as you put them up there with
1: better cameras so they can do a live stream from the moon.
0: Yeah. I mean, Come on. I, I mean what <laughs> Well, supposedly we're going back to the moon.
1: Yeah, I'll believe that. I don't think <laughs> now they
0: actually 80 years later, 70 years later, we we're gonna get that an known. Uber
1: ride from the UAPs we've been down. <laughs> that's how we're gonna get to the moon. We're gonna get an Uber ride. Sorry, wow. that's my but yeah, all kinds of stuff. But also, just in the event of like astronauts having an escape, I just didn't know that was even a possibility. Yeah, I've never heard
0: about that. Would that's that really have been cool a thought where you're like,
1: that. oh, I'm sure they have a big giant slide that shoots them down into this underground bunker in there? No, I just figured yeah. it was like, hey man, if you're bold enough to strap is. yourself to a giant <laughs> rocket, you're bold enough to deal with the consequences, yeah. much like bungee jumping or skydiving like.
0: And you know, they would have a pretty good read on if that thing's going to blow. You would have some time to get down in that escape hatch. What if it blows though while you're in the slide before you get down there? Then you're pretty much toast, right? It's running alongside of it. I don't know, that would not be much fun. But good fine, bub. ADD check. <laughs>
1: Necro said there would be a Starbucks on the moon if we could get there. That's probably true. Hey,
0: that there alone shows you we've not been to
1: the moon. Yeah, there's not a Starbucks there. We're not there.
0: Hello, right?
1: (laughs) Starbucks. That's too funny.
0: You want to move on to the bees? Yeah, I do. Bees are awesome, dude. Let me just say that we covered bats, pollinators, a few episodes, like maybe a few months back. Yeah, Uh, but those being great pollinators, but
1: yeah, bees. And it's something that I think a lot of people are aware of. Like, don't get me wrong. Did I throw this article in thinking that nobody knew the importance of bees as a species? No, but it's kind of a good thing to reiterate from time to time and really just put on people's awareness that don't know about certain species and their value that they play like what a keystone species is, what an indicator species is, what, you know, and I don't know a lot about biology. I've just picked up things from naturalists. I didn't realize
0: bats were insane pollinators and how important bats were. Oh, I'm sure. I knew they ate insects and stuff, but in terms of like fruit. pollination. Yeah, fruit. Yeah. And, Landing on things. And those plants that specifically developed with bats in mind, only their bodies could fit through like this tube that the plant created. And only Four that bats. bat could get yeah. in there. Well, it's, that's
1: what we were talking about with Justin and Jay, I think, or bigger. when we were talking about the, the mushrooms and how mushrooms didn't evolve alongside humans. So mushrooms Before. didn't make all these benefits or negatives for had, or – they didn't do anything for us. Mm-hmm. It was all about them, basically. Right. These plants that you're talking about with the bats, they actually developed along with them and evolved along with certain species. And they do that. It happens it with a lot like of different it. things, especially like hummingbirds and and mm-hmm. different, like you're saying, pollinators. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I actually found out some things in this article that I didn't know. So, yeah, we know the bee is the most important living um, being on the planet. I try not to
0: run them over with my lawnmower. It sucks. <laughs> I seriously get out in front of the mower and shoe him. Because I got clovers in my yard, dude. I'm not gonna lie, my shit ain't pristine. But you let it go a little, you know, like a gig to St. Louis. You long you come back, yeah. those clovers are there, yeah. and you got bees in the yard. So <laughs> that's funny. You gotta like shoo them away. That's so funny. I just think a bee movie. Oh my gosh! Or so, honey, is, I shrunk the kids.
1: This is from uh, July 11th, and uh, it's from uh, Blog Science uh, Nature, uh, which I I go on all the time. Blog dot science nature's. Um, the Earthwatch Institute concluded in the last debate of the Royal Geographical Society of London that bees are the most important living being on the planet. However, scientists have also made an announcement: bees have already entered into extinction risk. So, uh, not good. But you know, let's let's keep them around, right? So, around the world, bees have disappeared to uh, up to ninety percent, according to recent studies. Jeez. Reasons are different depending on the region, but among the main reasons are massive deforestation. Lack of safe spaces for nests, lawnmowers. Um, yeah, lack of flowers. Use of uncontrolled pesticides. Changes in yeah. soil, uh, etc. Um, why have been bees been declared as the most valuable living being on our planet, though? Right. So, what? How do you get that designation? The uh, Apiculture Entrepreneurship Center of the University of Mayor and the Apiculture Corporation of Chile, with the support of the Foundation of the Agrarian Innovation. Uh, conducted a study where it determined um, that bees are the only living being that is not a carrier of any type of pathogen. So whether it is a fungus, that's a virus, weird. or a bacteria, bees don't carry that. That's any of wild. that. That's the thing that blew my mind. And they never knew this before. I never knew. I I, I would hope that they <clears> knew that. Maybe it's just not widely disseminated information. But you know, like mosquitoes. Why we hate mosquitoes, right? One they they suck to get bit by, but they carry pathogens. Mm-hmm. They can give you things. Right. And bees can't give you anything but a sting. Right. Yeah, you get or bit by something, you're gonna get rabies and a mammal. Right, right. Yeah. Or anaphylactic reaction if you're yeah. allergic to it. But mostly, what bees do is a very important process of repopulating all the food. Yeah. By pollinating, right, God, and it's so important making honey, which. Never expires. Honey is like the only substance on the planet that doesn't go bad. And GMOs don't necessarily
0: need pollinators either.
1: That's a whole other. We we have to carve out a conversation
0: about how wild the conspiracy is of why maybe well Monsanto's owned by Bear now. Well, the the other thing, the one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world just bought Monsanto.
1: Well, the other thing they do with bees is they will ship bees across country on flatbeds. To say, go to an almond farm in oh, yeah, California to pollinate them yeah, like and you might seven. have a mass die off on the way because you're transporting you the animal or not well, animals, hopefully insects. Some escape. Yeah. The agriculture of the world depends on 70% of these insects. So uh, that's pretty big. We need them.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They they, they do a lot. Uh, Pollination that makes bees allows the plants to reproduce. We know that. Feeds a lot of animals, too, not just us. So the food we depend on depends on the bees, too. So we really need them all around, right? Well, remember when Adam
0: Russell, we were talking with him about just that overall environmental Mm -hmm. of the land. Yeah. The birds, the bees, the goats or whatever animals you have, they're, they're dung and... Um, you know, all of yeah. a sudden, birds start coming back to the land. The bees come back, right. the pollinators. And, and that's you when you that know you, you have a healthy ecosystem. Right. When you're devoid of even one part. Yeah, absolutely. We we have a dead earth. Well, it has
1: to be a balance. And that's why there's always this, you know, it, middle ground that has to be taken. But the Federal Institute of Technology of Switzerland proposes a theory that blames the waves produced thanks to mobile telephony. Mm-hmm. So our mobile phones... Um, emit these waves during calls that are capable of disorienting bees and causing them to lose their sense of direction, and therefore their life is put in danger because they don't know where they're going. And it's interesting because, you know, it's one of those things that we walk around and we're bombarded by waves all day. Robert F.
0: Kennedy Jr. talks about, is Wi-Fi and cellular waves affecting bees and birds. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, he doesn't seem so cuckoo. No. Yeah, people love to say that. It's like... No, these are just environmental issues. That's what that guy did. <clears throat> I mean, he's an environmental lawyer right now we walk around when you walk
1: outside and get hit by the sun, you're getting hit by waves and radiation, and there's all kinds of there could be radio signals bouncing around you all day long that yeah. you never see. yeah, but we might not be in tune to those as much as say birds are. Because mm-hmm. they have some kind of like magnetic right, oh, like for compass sure. directional. I don't know if it's all birds or some birds, but I want to say they can tie into like the magnetism of the earth is how mm-hmm. they know where they're going. Like we might have that, it and it's just something that we don't tap into anymore as a species, or it's you know, kind of like been uh, uh, evolved out of us because we don't use it or we're not in tune with it. But
0: my you know, glands all calcified, Bob. Uh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> no, I listen to my I listen to my uh, Bose chakra you, music.
0: Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Seth in the city said we she's need got em. a pollinator garden. That's sweet. What? My old place before we moved, That's I kind of awesome. had built a little pollinator garden and just pots and my plants on the back. And, dude, we would have bees, hummingbirds back there. Um, oh, always hummingbirds every summer. Yeah. Every summer.
1: The only bees I don't like are the carpenter bees. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They drill in. But the bees are the jam. We need them. Let's keep eating honey. Yeah. Try not Dude, to kill them. Who doesn't want if honey? you find them, if you get an infestation of bees, don't like just exterminate and are, them. There call there somebody, call a local uh, beekeeper. They'll come and remove them. I know yeah. it.
0: Yep. There's a lot of people. They want that, that do queen. That.
1: They'll be making honey. Maybe they'll cut you in on it.
0: Yeah. You if know? you discover something in your shed, there are people that you can get in contact with. They will come take them. Yeah. And, and bring them out to their farm and make honey with it.
1: There's another important point. Save the bees, man. He said uh, about the Wi-Fi and the the telephone signals. You know, unplug your Wi-Fi at night and and sleep by your phone.
0: Yes, I've been doing that actually.
1: In the Faraday cage. Dude, do you know how bad I wanted a Faraday bag for my phone? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's from, uh, I think it was Enemy of the State with Will Smith. and um,
0: That's an old movie, too. That
1: came out in, like, 2000, dude. Dennis Hopper. It's a wild movie. If you watched it First now, time I ever saw a Faraday cage mm-hmm. and ever heard of a Faraday cage. That
0: was so long ago. That and movie I, was way ahead of its time. Somebody was on the inside making that movie, dude.
1: I've looked for Faraday cages, like he's saying, for, like, my phone. Just yeah. for sometimes to like, keep the or even like having it in my pocket i'm like what if i develop like a like a bone tumor later on in my life in my like left femur because i've just had this little like stupid microwave emitting you know radio yeah. frequency emitting whatever is going on in my pocket. Now,
0: again, though, some charlatans have made money off of... You gotta like, be the, careful. The 4G well, yeah. scare, the Wi-Fi, so you gotta really be care- There's a bunch of charlatans that we've come across yeah. in the past that are selling USB sticks that right, But there was a, guy put that, a bubble around you to protect you from all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> there was a guy that sold pet <laughs> rocks back in the and day. And we looked into it, and, like and in they, the you can get them from uh, South, uh, North Korea, or South Korea is where these things were made. There was a guy on... Bro. Come on.
1: There was a guy on eBay selling $70... Solar dryers for laundry Right And when you bought this You know what you got A piece of cord That you'd go and tie out From one end of your tree To the other your tree you <laughs> A closed a line <laughs> So it's all about the wording Right You can make water sound yeah. dangerous If you do it right Like so It's all Like that's on the consumer end If there's a consumer reports About you know Which 5G Protective Yeah Pump <laughs> stick driver is, I don't know Go read the consumer reports But uh Yeah <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's my two cents on the B.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Save the bees, man. The bees knees, brother. Uh, this next one, I I can grab. Uh, this is another. The debrief has not slowly but quickly becoming. I'll tell you one what. I don't think,
1: they don't ever stop at the debrief. The debrief, the debrief is a twenty four seven happening.
0: Briefing you, yeah, and briefing us and giving us you know a lot to talk about. Last so you know
1: they, they should be called like the, the extended debrief. debrief. <laughs>
0: Well, they're on it. Whatever they're doing. I'm not mad about it. But you got to have editors and folks like that are interested in getting this stuff out there that are motivated. Right. If you're not motivated to, you know, spur on this truth and, hey, it's great headlines, too. You're going to make money. You got There's ads on this page, you know. Right. Write about stuff that people care about. Right. And you can make money, too. and, And you can tell the truth. Right. Oh, You know, you, yeah. you can actually tell the truth and not just try to write a bunch of propaganda bullshit yeah. well, that confuses everybody. Well, between
1: this and um, the Twitter <clears throat> user that I follow, follow uh, Klaus, at tiny yeah. Klaus, K-L-A-U-S, that guy is always on it. But he does a lot of his own publications too now, and I'm starting to read that stuff yeah. because, like, journalism is not reserved just for mainstream Yep. You can go be a journalist and maybe it's kind of like the same theory of like, oh, the best uh, at this sport. Well, maybe there was somebody that was better that just never even played the sport because they just didn't even care, right? Mm-hmm. So there are still people out there that do a very good job that you can find some very good information. So, yeah, I agree with you. Go out yep. there and support some of those uh, independent, hardworking men and women.
0: Yep. All their social channels are at the top. Go check them out. Uh, this article is titled The Empire Strikes Back Would Be UAP Whistleblowers Offered Dire Warning from U.S. Sec- Security Clearance Organization. So this organization sure. is Clearance Jobs. And let's just uh, shout out Christopher Plain. Thank you for writing this article, Christopher. Clearance Jobs, an organization that defines itself as the largest career network for professionals with federal government security clearance, has issued an apparent letter of guidance that also serves as a chilling warning to any industry or government insiders who are considering coming forward as UAP whistleblowers. And it begins with evidence of their work with non-human craft and their pilots. Oh, gosh. So now the uh, fear-mongering begins. Yep now the you're seeing the other side play their cards the folks that are and and what is this clearance jobs like what a great title right off the rip i'm just like that's a confusing title for any organization yeah so you know are they the people they're the folks that are probably have a business that are is around classified clearance Lockheed. They Raytheon. are the ones that make the badges and go through the background checks, probably to get people.
1: Yeah, I don't you know. know. They're like an entity that helps. Who kind knows of like what they do? This is very of having classified clearance and and and.
0: But they kind might of... be the ones that are kind of the bureaucracy behind all of that. There's, you know,
1: I don't um... think they play their hand that strong. I think they're just the the. I think they're the the mouthpiece of whoever's. No, I think that.
0: they're they're around. That business is basically they're offering a service for organizations that have yes, clearance. Yes, yes, And they're providing that some sort of— ac- Absolutely. And if, if yes. these clearances become declassified and all this becomes public— they're They don't of, have a job. They're out of a job.
1: Oh, there goes the oil man losing his oil if we get electric or if we get, you know, we go— off. Yeah, it's the same right. story. Right, right, right. So don't go blow the whistle because then we won't need clearance. Right. If everybody knows everything, you know. That'll never exactly. happen though. We'll always have security clearance. I don't know.
0: I'm just guessing to me from just what I've read in this article is what does this company do?
1: I wasn't I focused don't think... so much on them. I was just yeah, focused on the message they had. But yeah. you know,
0: I'm with you. I'm but with you. But reading through the article, the thought was like, who is clearance jobs? What is this company?
1: It's the most germane like tomatoes. Soup can right. name you've ever heard?
0: You've never heard of them.
1: You ever re, did? You ever see the movie Spies Like Us? Yeah, of course. And when they go to the like Chevy Chase and Dan Mission Alford. Control Center, it's like some soup factory. Yeah. And then they get on an elevator <laughs> and they shoot down like I don't know 400 floors into the desert or something. Yeah. But it's this very like clearance jobs. Uh-huh. Something that doesn't make any sense. They
0: end up like hijacking a nuke or something.
1: Yeah. It's Will Smith walking into a building that's unmarked with some, just one security guard that brings them down into, you know, the MIB headquarters, that kind of thing. Like, Yeah. You're not going to advertise.
0: Right. Uh, so this letter is titled, How to Blow the Whistle if You Work with Flying Saucers and Their Alien Pilots. Was huh. issued to all subscribers via email on July 13th and is peered with well-worn, well-worn buzzwords seemingly meant to belittle the topic before laying down the dire consequences that likely await anyone who breaks their security oaths to talk about their classified work. Uh, after outlining the claims involving the U.S. government's alleged possession of non-human craft made by former intelligence officer David Grush, which first appeared in the story by Leslie King and Ralph Blumenthal and the debrief, um and basically the first thing titled part of this paper is uh, whistleblowing something good which opens more loaded paraphrasing and language including the second use of the term space aliens oh yeah which they're kind of like downplaying it you know what i mean they're, they're kind of making well, they're trying a look out of they're it they're
1: trying to make you feel like an idiot for even thinking about doing it yeah that's what they're trying to do they're mm-hmm. trying to sow this whole like uncertainty and like do you want to be ridiculed do you want right. to get turned out in front of everybody like right it's getting it's getting uh it's getting a little
0: heated man right now and they kind of and in this tone if you can Kind of think of it as this maybe smug tone as he's giving this speech. If it were all true, it would be the most extraordinary event in millennia with seismic implications for science, philosophy, religion, sociology and psychology, technology, everything, writes author David W. Brown, who is described as a would-be unifying force unlike anything uh, I'm sorry, uh, described as a regular contributor for clearance jobs. Nothing would ever be the same again. It would be a unifying force unlike anything (laughs) since Constantine legalized Christianity in the Roman Empire. You would have religions that would pop up. You already have cults, UFO cults. Uh, Brown then goes on to note that he cannot think of a single drawback to the government revealing, quote, the existence of space aliens, feudalistic dominance not without standing, before commenting that if Grush is sane, this would mean that he has done a good thing by blowing the whistle? Right. Hiding flying saucers isn't government wrongdoing exactly, or fraud, or waste, or abuse, Brown adds, with one metaphorical eyebrow raised. At most, it's just a little weird. Blowing the whistle on aliens, in other words, is a complete and total positive for all involved. Interestingly... This sentence seems in direct contrast to the claims by Grush that the efforts to conceal and reverse engineering these crafts have been kept from the U.S. congressional oversight, which is a clear violation of a number of laws designed specifically to prevent rogue elements of the government. Right. Um, And so uh, scrolling down a little bit, uh, this – it's a a headline in this uh, speech or article that this gentleman wrote. It's leave the lizard people out. In the next section, if Ease lizard people are not involved, Brown lays out, a theoretical scenario that could be faced by a potential whistleblower, let's leave the aliens out of it for the moment, he writes. Suppose you are a scientist for the Department of Energy helping to develop some revolutionary carbon capture technology. It uses minimal energy, works in seconds, and turns carbon dioxide... Uh, Let's see here. Sorry. And uses carbon dioxide captured from the atmosphere into a stable, harmless solid. You document your concerns and go through the chain trying to desperately to get someone to listen. But no one does. The classification remains, Brown laments. So you leak it to the journal of nature, though you're careful to protect the parts that can be reverse engineered by the bad guys. The revelation causes an uproar for obvious reasons. Brown then goes on to point out that the legal Pandora's box, his seemingly good-intentioned Paul Revere has opened, specifically the legal consequences for them personally. And quotes, legally, you are on the hook for this, he writes, even if you just saved the planet Earth. Brown presents a series of possible consequences that the suddenly doomed hero may incur, including being charged for violating an espionage act and for leaking classified information that could benefit a foreign nation to be sued by the government, losing your security clearance, losing your job, and being barred from other government contract jobs. So he kind of builds it up at first. is like, hey, this is a great thing, and then hits you like, yo, y'all better beware. Basically, what they because say is, even you got if you this do whistle player, it, yeah. whistleblower act is enacted. Yeah, you're protected, but there's this underbelly of well, shady world. There's that a way to still get you. It's Julian outside Assange. Outside of the government,
1: it's Julian Assange. Julian Assange is in jail, political or prisoner, blowing the whistle.
0: Well, That's, he didn't blow. He provided a platform for whistleblowers. Yeah,
1: he blew the whistle. He gave up information that. Wasn't <clears throat> him doing anything, but they can categorize it as you uh, compromise national security, you're a terrorist or whatever. Yeah. That's that's what they're talking about. It's not so much like even if you do something that would benefit all of humanity. It's kind of yeah. like – you remember the whole like uh, situation in Russia that time with the guy that was supposed to launch the missiles? Yeah. Right? Like 81. He was sitting at the control station. He got all this information that all these nukes had been launched from the U.S. Which and his false, response right? should have been, I should send off all these nukes. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And he got it again. He should have sent them off. And it basically would have ended the world as we know it. And he didn't. Yeah. And the reason he didn't was because it didn't make sense to him and all this. And he did come to find out later that he was correct. And the satellite was going through, like, some radiation or whatever it was, an asteroid field. And the signal was wrong. And it was giving him wrong information. Yep. Yeah. The point is he still went to jail. Right. <laughs> you were right. You didn't blow up the world, but you disobeyed an
0: order. Yeah, that's messed up. Hey, by the way, that's, thanks for saving the world, bud.
1: That's the silver lining. You gotta lining. do
0: seven, eight years.
1: That's hopefully what you didn't saying, do a lot of That's time. what they're saying with this whistleblower language mm-hmm. is even if you come out and say, Hey, I found out that, you know, we actually have this revolutionary free energy. Right? Nobody'll ever need to pay for energy again. We as a species will be energy yep. independent forever. Well, that guy's going to get executed or off to Gitmo. Why? Well, because a terrorist could potentially get it, and it could fall in the wrong hands, and they could turn it into a bomb. It's kind of the same way of saying, like, you know, uh, it's kind of like you can demonize anything. Like, say, oh, sugar's good in, you know, making pies or something. Well, too much sugar, and it's going to cause this, and it's going to rot your teeth and whatever. And it's like, so how do you ever blow the whistle on something that's going to benefit everybody? They can always just categorize it in some fashion. Like, well, that could benefit terrorists or a foreign foreign, uh, adversary. So,
0: Now you're in trouble. That's a good point there. That makes me really irritated. You just brought up a really good point. And let me just say something that I've thought about for a long time is this kind of technology, these things that are bubbling up, dude. It's like a dam's getting ready to break. That's what it feels like to me. And when this technology, if it is what everybody says it is, and it takes, what, 20 years for maybe all of this to actually start coming out, you know, Unwilling, some major cabal comes in and shuts it all down. Right, and shuts it all down. Right, but I think we're we're getting ready to see legit, legit. We've already had disclosure. This is going to be huge if if it is what they say is going to happen, where. More and more people are coming out. More yeah. and more people are going to continue to come out. Not only that, but they're going to disclose all of the items. One of the things I was reading, The Hill had an article. We didn't get a chance no, to put it in. I'm going to so put it in the links. Yeah.
1: There's a lot. Um, we've, we've already but, got the next strange happenings but, in the works from all yeah. of what's going on. Uh,
0: Chuck Schumer, you know, Chuck part Schumer. of these National Defense Authorization Acts. Yeah. One of the big updates that I've seen is essentially now they've added not just exotic material from crafts, but non-human extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial biological entities, these words, so they're saying if you have bodies now, this is something that they're interested in. You have to disclose all this stuff. If you don't, you know, you'll get amnesty like we talked about. Well, they're giving them the opportunity to come clean. Not just the technology. No, we want want everything. We want everything. We know you got the body. Does it ever
1: make you wonder about that? You remember the alien autopsy video from Mm -hmm. back in the day that was huge? And I don't remember who introduced that. Was was it somebody from Star Trek did that video? Leonard Nimoy? No, no. The second generation, the next generation, the guy with the beard, Picard's right-hand man. I don't know his name. I wasn't that big of a fan. In retrospect, it was pretty dope.
0: Necro! Get oh, Necro! Thank you, dude. Thank you, much love. Super. That's a super <laughs> super sticker,
1: bud. <laughs> that's a super sticker. Okay, it's a super sticker. Much love,
0: Necro. Thank yeah, you dude. so
1: much, Necro. You're the He's man. Dropping dimes on us. Him and Sess in the city. Thank you so much for your support tonight and listening to us. And Absolutely. he actually had a, a quote up earlier that I wanted to make mention of. I forgot about. It. I don't know if we can even scroll back through that. He. What was the video you mentioned earlier, Necro? And asked if we had played it. God, I can't think of it. Yeah, I don't think you saw it in the chat. And Stoner's dad, Stoner's dad said, y'all, Stoner's y'all dad. are blowing my mind today. He goes, I think I just ran over a couple of bees in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> got
0: to keep an eye out for them bees, Gotta Papa Stoner.
1: Got to watch out. Keep them keep healthy. Uh, Don Pettit. Yeah, I don't know what that – I will have to look back through the chat. If we find that video, maybe we'll pull it up in the next one. But it was something about uh, – oh, that's what it was, um, saying that we destroyed the technology that got us to the moon and we can't get back there now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There
1: it is. That. Okay. So much stuff surrounding one of the biggest moments of human history and especially American history. We documented and preserved and kept records of less well than somebody watches their fan duel bets.
0: Yeah. Or you watch BBBY stock tickers. Right. 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 Hey, let me finish my like thought. A I went on a, a major rant. But <laughs> go, go, go before we end it. the show, I have to finish my thought on this because it. it's something I think about a lot. So you have this technology, right? It's all coming out. Uh-huh. What do you think that if this technology is released, can you really have nations? Can you really have nations like we have now? Would it dissolve borders? Because think about it. The technology's gonna get out. I don't know if, if it's the, gonna be released on a worldwide scale. I don't know that the if you tech don't have. But, but here's
1: the. Thing. I don't think the tech would. Here's the I, thing. I don't think the tech would. I think what would do what Eventually, you're talking about would be if there is an alien species. But and then they could go, hey, your religions that you have, which I'm not trying to dog on anybody's religion. But if yeah. there's a species that comes and they go, hey, look, we know all about you. We Most dropped Christians you off here are or very whatever. Open like, open aliens are real. I'm just saying if they could explain and go. It's not a bad thing that you've had it, but it's not – yeah, that would dissolve. Then we'd be in one world in my mind overnight because now we're like, hey, we're all on this planet. We're not the but same as them, but we are the same as – you don't need
0: oil, you don't need fuel, you don't need the petrodollar, you don't need those things. If you have this technology, you essentially have world-changing You still, have to, world band, changing you still have to
1: band together as a species for survival. Well, None of us are going to survive our own, even if given this technology – like if you gave me whatever alien tech,
0: right, and said, there you go, but The U.S. is just going to have it? no. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. So that's a it's sticky... It's given to the world. The technology is given to the world. So
1: that's kind of a sticky point. Jeezum.
0: You're not fighting over wars. Hello, stoner's dad. Much <laughs> love. <laughs> that's a super sticker, but... Jeezum. We got hippos thank you. all around tonight.
1: All of you guys and gals. Thank you, Jeezum. <laughs> Victory uh, for
0: the bees. I'm blown away. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. It really does help the operations. Uh, it helps it does. us... You know, keep snacks in the fridge, and it does order in pizza, which you know, after the show, we like to. It does get it a, does little, a, it little a little lot. It helps us on the weekend crew.
1: trips, our excursions when we go to Serpent Mound or, uh, uh, yeah. uh CryptidCon or whatever it is. You know, we're we're gonna be using that for it. So we appreciate each and every one of you for throwing something in there. That's Absolutely awesome. Uh, but to the technology being disseminated, if there's alien tech. How do you disseminate that globally? It's a great question.
0: I'm saying there'll probably be wars and stuff fought over initially, where but if it be, begins to be shared worldwide, we don't have a use to fight over energy anymore. We don't have the use for you know a bunch of giant corporations essentially going after oil, oil rights. That's what runs you, everything. That's what runs the technology, right. the electricity created sure. to make technology. Do you remember my analogy of what I was saying was going on with
1: UFO UAP disclosure and how I compared it to the game of spoons.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Right? Spoons, so fun. So maybe we, the U.S., had the first spoon, Roswell, whatever, whatever wreckage. Yeah. We got the first one, whether it was Roswell or earlier. We got the first spoon, and then the next nation got the spoon. But Brazil's got a spoon. But the nations without a spoon in the game of spoons, what what happens to you? You're out of the game. You're
0: out of the game, right. So what I'm
1: saying is if we are in the game of spoons of alien, recovered, tech, Tech and and advancement, and and we have a spoon in this spoon, you think we're going to go try to talk to the people of Sentinel Island, the most remote tribe ever, and try to like bring them along and give them a spoon? We're going to be like, no.
0: Well, they don't need it. Nor do they. I'm just want saying.
1: It. Are we? Well, you're talking about disseminating the information globally. Like, what will I that do? Saying
0: like superpowers.
1: I get that, but even on that level, what what level? Like, who all has a spoon already? Culture is going to change. It's kind of like point. with it's kind of like with atomic power weapons, nuclear power weapons. We don't want certain countries to have that power. We don't yeah. know what they'll do with it. Even though we're the ones that drop the bomb, but we're not dropping bombs on any board, right? But that's the fear. You give this power to somebody that, initially that that will that, be the fear. that doesn't steward it along well enough. Where that's the worry, right? Like I, I don't know how to do it. It's it's kind of like the same thing of like me driving in a car. I like to be driving. If I give somebody else the wheel, I don't have control over that, and it's very powerful over me now.
0: <laughs> you don't like other riding with other people in a car. I like to drive. <laughs> I, I love to don't. drive. You drive. don't like driving in a as a passenger. I don't. Nope. <laughs> you're not no. a great passenger. No, I'm not. Bub will change lanes literally every 30 seconds. He will get out of the lane, yell, not, at, yell at somebody for not doing what he needs them to do in not that going moment. Fast enough.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. And this before we end this episode, this is one of my favorite things.
0: Come on, bro. This is one of my bro. Favorite you need things. to go. <laughs> what are you doing? What what's this guy doing? I'm like, he's driving, Bub. <laughs> he's going 80.
1: Okay, I have two stories, and I'm only going to tell one. I'll save the other one for the next one, but this is one of my favorite things to do, and I did it when we were in Serpent Mound. So if anybody was down there and saw me driving around in my little car doing this, I apologize, but it's one of my favorite things. When I see a a herd of cattle or horses or whatever animals, if they're out there while I'm driving by, I will have the window down, and I will just shout, Hey, cow! Yeah, And they will, like,
0: raise their head up and look. My
1: wife dies laughing every time I do it, so I Mm -hmm. do it every time. So, so funny. But that's it for me.
0: Aliens to cows. We're ending this show on... Come on. It's a good one.
1: Everything's an alien for all intents and purposes. <laughs>
0: well, right? According to... If we
1: get to another planet Mr. and there's... Warden. If we went from here to another planet and there's species there, we'd be the aliens to them.
0: Yeah, we are. We're ancient aliens. So, everything's alien. Yeah. Oh, one point Uh, real quick. We didn't get to in that article. We kind of moved on. But the Gigi were the beings in Sumeria? we actually took their place because the Ajiji became kind of too big for their britches. Oh. They were the ones doing all the mining initially. They were the young gods. So Inki, Enlil, all of them had the Ajiji mining, prepping the land, and then were we d- genetically designed to kind of take their spot because we were much easily, more easily controlled. But then eventually we became uncontrollable yeah. as well. Well, Sumerian tablets, man. There's some wild stuff. Watch Battlefield Earth. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, seen it 100%. many times.
1: It's a weird movie, but it makes sense now. Anyhow, yep. Stoner, Disbro and Master Control. Yes, thank making you. Making it sound look pretty, keeping us uh, up and running. There it is.
0: There they. We are. didn't. We didn't yeah. have to.
1: We didn't have to <laughs> evacuate out the escape hatch slide tunnel. Dang it! <laughs> Not today. Next time.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, drinks from Ada. All right.
1: He said uh, Stoner's dad was saying that's what the Super Chat was for, is for the bees and for the cryptid boys when they come down for drinks. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We got to have that fridge stocked for those fellas. Hard cider or bust (laughs) with those boys. And a little wiki.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll have them back in at some point.
0: Well, guys, this has been a fun one. You guys are the best. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You know, Always be sharing, follow, like, subscribe. Again, another Strange Happenings in the, in the can. Box. It doesn't seem to – and I guess we could talk a little bit about the schedule real quick. We're, we're trying to get Make our schedule well dialed in, guys. Uh, some of you may have noticed that this Monday we didn't release a, an episode on the podcast platform. We're trying to get into a schedule where we release an episode every week with an interview episode on Mondays and then every other week uh, Strange Happenings on yeah. uh, a Thursday. Yeah. Um, but live streaming – strange happenings every wednesday yeah uh, every other week so next week week will be off and then the following week we'll be back with another episode of strange happenings yep. brand new links new yep. stuff to cover uh in the we'll world try of... to
1: be we'll try to be as transparent as we can about it it's just one of those things that uh you know we, we're learning, we juggle man. a lot we're, we're all learning. living life and working and doing this as well at the same time so um We appreciate you guys sticking around with us and always being there. And even though we're not putting out stuff, our stuff's still getting hit. Yeah. So it's kind of nice, you know, if uh, there's an episode you haven't seen.
0: uh, We can put more into... The episodes that uh, we're doing a bunch of recordings coming up. Super excited. We've got some batch recordings. We're coming up. we're locking in some pretty great episodes, guys. Yeah. So stay tuned. Oh, I'm stoked for next week. Stay tuned. I'm stoked for next. We're week. gonna be we're gonna have the coffee rolling. the The cold brew is gonna be a mainstay next week. Uh, we've got work and a lot of episodes to get through, and it's gonna be wild. So we're gonna do. Um, yeah, we're gonna see how that goes. I'm gonna I try to keep myself
1: good. in in control. In reserve because <laughs> you got to
0: save your energy. I'm
1: already just, I forgot about all of it because mm-hmm. there's just a lot going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just mind boggling how many things are occurring all at once. And we're just, you know, spin that plate, spin this plate, spin that plate. It's fun. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. But it is also nice that I kind of forget about things because I'm like,
0: oh man, that is coming
1: up. Like, I'm so excited about that. Yep.
0: But then um, Monday, we're releasing, uh, we have another premiere on Monday. Uh, we're releasing a YouTube premiere at 9 p.m. I believe it's the Jeffrey Wilson Crop Circle episode. Oh, from Serpent Mound. That we recorded uh, from Solstice. Serpent Mountain. So Right on. Right we'll on. We'll have that ready for you guys. Cool. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Star's death. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you are out of control. I appreciate that. Up. Always. We can't have Bub in control. It would not be fun. The show would be super boring. It's much more fun when I let
1: the security guard <laughs> get a little, little yeah, wicky. Yeah, take the night security off. Security
0: card takes it at ease. <laughs>
1: um, Down soldier.
0: All right guys, thank you again. We are out. Appreciate the heck out of all of you. Peace. Thank you so much. Later guys.